0: Father, we thank you for the cross. Through it, it gives us life, promise, hope. You could have accomplished what you wanted to accomplish in many different ways, and you chose the cross. Thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Friends, there is, not, there, there is not a more liberating, redeeming, costly, significant, or glorious work in all of human history than the cross of Jesus Christ. There is nothing else there is nothing more liberating or more redeeming or costly or significant or glorious than the work of the cross through Jesus Christ. Nothing. There's nothing. There's no, Nothing else has been accomplished or done or invented or, or set in motion. Nothing is greater than this. The, the sum total of all this richness, of all that God has accomplished, It's made available to us, and and that's an act of grace upon it. That is, and this is what I want us to talk about today, that is the power of the cross of Jesus. The power of the cross. This is what we're looking at today in this this third week of our series. So, So I asked us, if we are in the presence of God this morning, and you kind of go, well, of course we are, but I think that is something that we each have to ask and almost like step into and go, I am in the presence of God this morning like whether you're in church or not like that's kind of the almost a side note it's like no i am in the presence of god this morning that should be your your choice that should be your decision that should be your desire is to go i am in the presence of god because really, is there, is there anywhere we can go, says scripture, where we are out of his, where he doesn't know where we are, where he doesn't see us and, and know what's going on? No, so it's really about us going, I am in the presence of God. And so I asked us that question, because if we're not, if we're not aware of his presence, then we're most certainly not gonna be aware of his power. And we're talking about the power of the cross. If we're not aware of his presence, how in the world, you know, if we're not aware of his presence and yet we are throwing up prayers asking for God to move and to work and to reveal and lead and heal and do all these other things, but we're not aware of his presence, how can we be aware of his power if we're not aware of his presence? So we, the body of Christ, individuals, we need to make sure we're going, I am in the presence of God. This is where I am, this is where I am at the moment. So here, I want you to hear this and believe this, you know, know this, understand this, that, that the power of the cross isn't something that was revealed just one time way back then. It wasn't just a, a momentary event in history that, that becomes, oh that was a powerful moment, it was. The, the work that Christ did, the, the, what he did prior, the, the fulfilling of the prophecy, the going to the cross, the death, the dying, the taking on the sin, the resurrection three days later. That was a powerful moment in time, but it wasn't just powerful then. The power of the cross is an ongoing work. It's an ongoing work. I mean, Think about that, because none of us in here were like, I became a Christian because of that moment, that, that one moment way back when. There were things that happened, there were prayers prayed for you, there were people that came into your life, there were moments, there were experiences, and you, if you're a follower of Jesus, said yes to Jesus. That was the power of the cross working long past when the cross actually occurred. Okay, and I want us to think about this and, and, and take this in because the power of the cross is an ongoing work. It's, it is a life-transforming work and it's working every second of every day and it's actually working and this might be scary to some of you, but the power of the cross is actually working in this moment right now. And as you contemplated and prayed about the cross a moment ago, I'm just gonna guess that either the word or the concept of sin might have come up in your prayer. Is that kind of accurate? Okay. We're told very plainly in God's word in Romans chapter three that for all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. Everyone has sinned. We've all fallen short of his glory. We know this, all of us are guilty and, and the reality is, is that people, since, since before and after the cross, the moment of the cross, have tried all kinds of possible solutions, all kinds of possible solutions for the, the spiritual, the, the, the mental, the emotional, the, even the physical ravages that sin brings upon us. All kinds of possible solutions have been tried, but we're talking about power, right? That's what we're talking about today, the power of the cross, not our power or, or someone else's, but we're talking about the power of the cross of Christ. So it's like, do we go with human attempts at solutions or God's power? Because the, the truth is, is none of the possible human solutions that have been brought up through the ages to deal with sin None of them, none of them, none of them have the power of the cross of Christ. None of them. The cross removes the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, the physical causes of guilt, which is sin. This is what it does. That's the power of the cross. It's explained to us in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24 says this it says that he bore he himself talking about jesus he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness because by his wounds you have been healed that's the power of the cross. That's the power of the cross. He took on our sins on the cross so that, not just so he could pay for our sins, but so that we would die to our sins. Think about that for a minute, okay? I know that it might be like, okay, Shan, I got this. <laughs> I got it, okay? I understand this part. But it's not that Jesus just died for our sins. He died for, to defeat the power of sin in your life in my life he died for that so peter is saying this is the power of the cross Peter's saying that jesus he heals us of the effects of sin by removing our actual sins and then taking that on himself at the cross That's the power of the cross. Jesus doesn't just, and see this is what we do. When someone hurts us, when someone sins against us, right? when there's a brokenness in a relationship, what we do is we excuse the sin, the wrongdoing right? Or we might, you know, it's, we might try to justify. But let's, let's just not even talk about relationships with other people. Or let's just make it about God. Jesus doesn't excuse our sins. He doesn't justify our sins. He doesn't just tuck our sins away and go, oh, we'll, just, we'll just pretend that never happened. He doesn't do those things. He removes them through the process of transference. That's what he does. I mean, the whole, the whole process that we see uh, for centuries Previewed by the Jewish sacrificial system that someone's got to die. Blood must be spilled to cover sins, right? That was set up for us. So I'll, I'll say it again. There is not a more liberating or redeeming or costly or significant or glorious work in all of human history than the cross of Jesus Christ that's the power of the cross it actually does this the power of the cross so leave that thought up there because i just want to i want to say this and and for the for the person or the people for For those who need to be liberated from something that has enslaved you, that has bound you up, that has imprisoned you, let the power of the cross set you free today. Let the power of the cross set you free today. So so for the person that that recognizes that a redemption was necessary Would you, would you recognize and, and trade in, because that's, that's what redemption is, right? Trade in your sin and, and, and accept, receive the redemption of God. Let the power of the cross redeem you today. Let it, let it. Let the power of the cross redeem you. So uh, for for the person that costly. Oh my. For the for the person that needs to do some some ciphering, <laughs> some calculating. <laughs> calculate add up all your sins and be utterly humbled at the great cost by which Jesus paid for your sins. Just be. Listen, if you've never been broken by recalling your sin, if you've never been broken by your sin in recognizing what Christ has done to pay for that sin, You can be a believer, but if you've never been broken by that, if you've never wept at the thought of your sins, if you've never been overwhelmed by the reality of it, you need to be. Not so that you will live under a cloud or so that you will live under condemnation, but so that you will recognize the great cost at which Christ paid for your sin. Because otherwise, it's cheap grace. It's cheap. It's cheap. Let the power of the cross overwhelm you with the cost of your sin. And so, for the person that needs to significant, mm, for, for, the, for the person that needs to Throw throw away your vain attempts at at ordering your life, you know, making it all just. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna accomplish this. I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna achieve this. I'm gonna I'm gonna get this award. I'm gonna get this recognition. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna order my life. I'm gonna structure this life. It's gonna be perfect. I'm gonna achieve this this recognition. I'm gonna have a significant impact in my. Business and my career, and whatever it may be. Listen, do that stuff for the glory of God, but before you do that stuff, (laughs) embrace the significant work of Jesus Christ in your life. Embrace the significant work of Jesus in your life, it'll change your perspective. It'll change that desire to do all those things. Recognize the significant work of Christ in your life and then as you go about doing and achieving and studying and accomplishing, you'll do it for the glory of God instead of the glory of yourself. Right? You might, somebody needs to surrender that. Someone needs to let that go. Glorious. Glorious. Glory. Mm. For the person that just needs to be buckled at the knees and hit the ground with the overwhelming glory of God found in the personage of Jesus, let the power of the cross do that today. Let the power of the cross do that because... There is not a more liberating or redeeming or costly or significant or glorious work in all of human history than the cross of Jesus Christ. There isn't. There there, there just isn't. And so why is it then that too many followers of Jesus, why is it do we still live in frustration? Why do we still live in defeat? Because Jesus didn't just forgive our sins at the cross. He also, what he did at the cross, and some of you might have thought about this as you were praying and contemplating the cross, but what Jesus did, not just forgiving our sins, but he delivered a death blow. He delivered it to our sinful nature. That's where the real victory was won, is that our sinful nature, but he gave us resurrection power to live a life of victory over our sinful nature. Do we give into it? Yes, we do. Is it a challenge? Yes, it is. But he, gave that, when I talk about the power of the cross, that's the power I'm talking about the resurrection power that we celebrate on Easter. It started through the cross. He paid for it, he redeemed us, and he didn't just pay for the sins, he actually destroyed the sinful nature that we can live in victory. This is what 1 Corinthians one eighteen says. It says the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction, but we who are being saved know that it is the very power of God. So Paul's writing to the church in Corinth and he says the cross is the very power of God. The message of the cross, that's where God's working, that's what he's done, that's what he has accomplished. I love how it's written in the amplified version. It says this, For the message of the cross is foolishness, absurd and illogical to those who are perishing and spiritually dead because they reject it. But to us who are being saved by God's grace, it is the manifestation of the power of God. That's the cross, that's the cross. And so if you wanna see God in all his power, just just look at the cross, look at the cross, because the cross, here's, the cross is a place of revelation. That's what happens at the cross. We see our need for a savior. We see our need for a savior. I grew up going to mass, to Catholic church, and one of the things you see often, all the time, in the Catholic church is that Jesus is still on the cross. And though he's not on the cross anymore, I gotta tell you, there's something about seeing the image, the form of him on the cross that it's, it's in my mind. And I think we all need to have that image to then appreciate the fact that it's now empty. We need to have that image that he's on the cross in that state of absolute physical brokenness, of emotional anguish, of spiritual separation from God. We need to have that image in our mind to not only glory in the empty cross and the power of it, but then glory in the empty tomb on Sunday morning. That's the power of God at work. See, it's not, oh, that historically, that was a wonderful power that occurred. God wants this to be working in your life right now for you to go, you know what? My sins have been forgiven by the power of the cross, and my sin nature has been pummeled by Jesus at the cross. And so I do not have to live in my sin nature anymore. I don't have to keep giving in to this. This does not have to continue to be a constant battle in my life. Jesus has won the victory. And I'm on his team. It's the power. So the cross is a place of revelation for us. We see the need for a savior. The cross is a place of repentance. It should be where we see the need for a change in our heart, in our mind, in our actions, in everything. The cross should be a place of repentance. The cross is a place of redemption. We've talked about that. That's where Jesus paid that price. He redeemed us. And the cross is a place of salvation. We are saved. All things made new. We are new creations. It's, it's at the power it's, a, it's a, the cross that the power of God conquered death, conquered hell, conquered our enemy, and our sin. All of that. So the power of the cross gives you the power to be set free from the power of the enemy. Listen to what Hebrews chapter two says, beginning in verse 14. It says, because God's children are human beings, made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. For only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break, oh, someone else has power. Only by dying could he break the power of the devil, who had the power of death. Only in this way, verse 15, only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Mm. I was thinking about this last night. There is nothing, there is nothing the enemy can do to you that Jesus didn't undo for you at the cross. There is nothing that the enemy can do to you that Jesus did not undo at the cross. Nothing. That's the power. Of the cross. It's the power of it. God is serious about the cross, so we need to be serious about it too. The most most glorious move of God on the face of the earth was when God openly and publicly displayed his son as a sin offering for the world and made a way for us to walk in his resurrection power. So what's your part in all this? What's your part in all of this? Simply believe. Simply believe. Just believe. Because of the finished work of the cross, Jesus has empowered you. You get to live in righteousness. You believe this? Walk this out? Practice this? Live into this reality. Through his blood, through his death, and by his power of the resurrection, we are new creations. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 tells us this, verses 15 and 17. It says, he died, so who? Who? He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. This means, verse 17, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone and a new life has begun. Friends, that's the power of the cross. There it is. Well over 300 years ago, Isaac Watts wrote uh, the hymn When I Survey the Wondrous Cross. And uh, I just want to read to you two different uh, verses or stanzas, however they, however they do that, I don't know. He says, when I survey the one, listen to this, some of you are going to sing it in your head while I read it, but think about it, okay. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of glory died, my richest gain I count but loss. Everything I could attain or have or own or count up or add up, all that, he's saying, Isaac is saying, I count that as loss, that is nothing. There is no worth there. And then he says, and pour contempt on all my pride. When I look at the cross, everything I own is worthless and when I look at the cross, I am in contempt of my pride. Because we should be humbled at the cross. He goes on to say in the fifth stanza. Writes he understood Isaac Watts understood the power of the cross. He writes this: Were the whole realm of nature mine, if everything were mine, that were a present far too small. If he had the ability to have anything, it would still be. It would not be enough to give to God. Love so amazing so divine, it demands my soul, my life, my all. He understood the power of the cross. Porch community, God wants desperately I, I, I say this, and this has been my prayer all day. I gotta admit, I've been kinda I've been kinda hitting a prayer wall roadblock today. I've just been like seeking God, God, I want to hear from you, I want to hear from you. And and I keep just coming back to just praying for for the church, praying for you, praying for me, that all, all I keep hearing is just that we'll listen. That we'll just listen. So I, I don't know how well we listen. I mean, we take in information, sure. But I mean, like when you really listen, it it gets it gets beyond like the auditory, right? Right. It gets into our mind. It gets into our then our memory, and then we start to you know like work with it, and and it gets into our life. That's that's so. I'm just been here. Just let's we'll listen. We'll just hear. God wants desperately and I know this because I I've, I've looked at his word. <laughs> he wants desperately for you and I to grasp the reality of what was won at the cross. So that we can walk in 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 power. We can walk in victory. So we don't walk in the same old same old all the time. But we said, no, that's been defeated. Jesus paid for that. Jesus covered, no, he destroyed that. He kicked that. He, he body slammed that, you know. He, like UFC, you know, cage match, like destroyed that. I don't have to be that. I don't have to live that. I don't have to struggle with that. I don't have to do that anymore. The power of the cross is real. We, we need to believe this. God wants us to understand this. And not just, and I'll say this, and just in case, not just one day in heaven we get to do this. He wants this now. He wants us to live in this now. He wants us to understand this now. The power of the cross is now. It's not Jesus did that so long ago, and then one day when I'm in heaven, then we'll have a party about it. There's a lot of living in there in between that, friends, and for some reason, God has us here. He wants us to live in this now. Now. I don't know about you, but my life was changed by people who understood the power of the cross and were living in it now. Were they perfect? No. But they were living a life of surrender to Jesus Christ and the power that his cross had had achieved for them. I think that us living in the power of the cross now is not just so that we can be overcomers, but so we can be a witness. So we can be a witness the work of God in our lives. So other people can see, so other people can know, so other people can then go and their knees will be buckled at the cross and they will be broken and overwhelmed by their sin and then they'll understand that Jesus paid for their sin and their sin nature and then they can get up and walk in victory. It's a, it's a spiritual principle that... Um, We're transformed by what we focus on. And so I I believe it's time for us to focus on the cross. I think it's time. There is not a more liberating, redeeming, costly, significant, or glorious work in all of human history than the cross of Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Father, your cross, is an image but it is also a reality your cross is a piece of jewelry and artwork but it is also very very real and my prayer today is that we would just recognize that that we just recognize the realness of it and that we would listen we would allow your word to speak to us we would allow your holy spirit to minister to us And we would be moved by the reality of the cross and the power that you bring through it. We worship you now because of these truths. We give you our worship, we give you our praise, we give you our confession and our repentance. That's part of our worship, too. Thank you for the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.